Lindy. <laughs> How are you today? Well, I'm great. You know, we just met with Jerry Innes, and that was awesome. It was it? so good. Yeah, he's really great. We could have talked to him for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> or longer. Yes. <laughs> and for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Jerry is the owner of Two Doors Down. Is, it, is there a specific name for that batting cage? The batting yeah, it's cage? called the factory. The factory. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. I need to get in there with my Yeah, it's fun. Liam has gone to some birthday parties there. He was on a baseball team that went and practiced there. And it's really nice, obviously, because of our weather here. Yeah. <laughs> and just to be physical, like you say, doing yeah. something indoors. and Yeah. So anyway, well, uh, how was your holiday? It was good. I, my kids got puppies. <laughs> no, our new little uh, and everyone probably spokes, saw them. Spokes dogs or whatever you want to call them. For, I know. I was good. <laughs> I podcast. was like, should I bring them today? And they probably would have just slept. That's all they do. Yeah, is sleep and snuggle. They're really sweet. Yep. I actually on my way down here, I thought, I wonder if she's going to have those little puppies. Well, with her. I, I I thought about it because they're in the kennel right now, and I'm like, I have to go let them uh, out, and then I'm I didn't want to be distracted. So well, and clearly, I don't know. Um, you know, when I had Lola here that one day and she was just busy and, yeah. and then not happy because she couldn't be in here. So yeah, exactly. I suppose, well, maybe I suppose if we spend enough time with them here, they'll get comfortable and we can have them around a little bit more. I yeah. don't know. So anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I'll just start with our normal spiel. Yeah. Welcome to Beyond the Front Door podcast with Lindy and Rhea. Um, we are real estate agents at Peak Properties in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we bring you real estate stories that inspire you, make you laugh, cry, cringe, all of the above. So come on in. We put the real in real estate. Yes. And today we're going to do it a little different because we do not have a guest right now. Yep. Um, but we have done 10 episodes. Yes. And all great stories. Yes. And we thought yes. this might be a good time to just take a pause and give Catch our up. listeners a chance to maybe learn a little bit more about us. Mm -hmm. um, I know when we first started, Rhea shared her real estate story. Yeah, my and first it was purchase. so good. Yes. And maybe we should have you share it again, and then I could share mine. Yeah, that'd be great. That they were so funny. Yeah, they were. So um, my first story, my first uh, real estate purchase um, was in... I think 2001 or it had to have been before that but anyway 1998 I think anyway um, we purchased our first home which was built in 1977 so it was very much a starter home uh, a split level and um, this was our first time purchasing a property like this and so it was completely new to both of us but we both just kind of jumped in with both feet and knew that we wanted to have a uh, be in a home and so when we uh, uh, we actually found our home through an open house I know sometimes people say open houses aren't effective but I have found them to be really effective you know there they, <laughs> they do say it's like two percent of people find their house in an open, open house, house but it yes. happens it absolutely does because mm -hmm. if you're looking 
and you're not ready yet maybe to talk to a realtor going to open houses is a great way to kind of put your toe in the water and kind of get a feel for the process and mm -hmm. so uh, we had I had been researching like what school I wanted my kids to go to and so I was just paying attention to the homes that were for sale in that neighborhood and um, went to an open house and we chose the realtor that was hosting the open house and bought our first home and our uh, our transaction was really smooth. Um, the only thing that I would add that I added during the video that I did is that I didn't know that a closing date can move depending on if all the all the all the paperwork is ready. If the Lord, the lender's ready and the yeah. home seller is ready, you get the clear to close. You get the clear to close, and you can close sooner. And so we, that particular year, um, we went under contract like in the end of November, early December. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but I was so young at the time. And so when we went under contract on the home, I probably drove by my home like a hundred times, <laughs> waiting. And it was over the holidays, so there's Christmas lights up, and I kept driving my kids back like around it like once. A night or every other night no that make that <laughs> makes sense because you know as as agents we get the can I show it to my mom yes can I show it to and you're in your head you're kind of like okay well someone's living there so we're we have to yes. like be respectful, respectful. Mm -hmm. and not just keep asking them to leave their house but you're excited, excited. I mean it's a huge purchase yeah. and you're changing your life and so yeah it is very exciting but um, we were set to close at the end of January and it ended up getting moved like all the way up to like the first like January 10th or something it was just we were so excited and so anyway um, but it but what happened was we had committed to like a fundraising event that night and uh, but we were on a mission to be in the house that day and so our I had a friend of mine that had agreed to come over that evening and watch our kids while we went to this event but we closed that morning and we spent all day just moving as much as we possibly could and getting beds set up and that sort of thing uh, to be ready. But the fun story that I had about mine was that um, the transaction was completely smooth. Ours had much more to do with moving and move in day. And uh, our home, because it was a split level, had a laundry chute. And my boys that were, um, I think three and two, almost three and four at the time, um, were, uh, fascinated with this laundry chute. I'm fascinated with the laundry chute. Yeah. Every house that has one, I'm like, yes, this is yeah, so cool. cool. I want to throw kids, my clothes down it. <laughs> yes, yes. And so the laundry chute was upstairs just between the bathroom and the, the, the one of the bedrooms. And then it went down into what was the laundry room where, you know. Um, did it just like fall on the ground or like was so, there a basket or like what did so almost every laundry chute I've seen you're right it just like falls yeah it falls on the ground on the ground yeah. we put a hamper, a hamper down there eventually. maybe that's what you're supposed to yeah, do yeah yeah but um we hadn't done that yet <laughs> so we were moving in and our kids are running around exploring the house having a great deal of fun with the laundry chute one of them would be upstairs and one of them would be downstairs and they'd be laughing at each other and then they would uh, switch places and so anyway, my husband and I are moving beds and dressers and everything like that in, and all of a sudden we hear screaming, bloody murder, and we go, we following the scream and went downstairs, and our, what we had come to discover was that our, they had decided to like throw toys down yeah. the, the laundry chute. I mean, of course, who wouldn't, right? Yeah. And so, but this was a little bigger than a toy. It was a skateboard. And our, um, our youngest son had dropped the skateboard at the exact time that my older son was looking up the laundry chute. And so anyway, it, it, 
I mean, he ended up with this massive black eye, like in probably more than a black eye. It was like part of his face was black and blue from this. And so anyway, it's my fun story to share about our first home purchase because it was really the most eventful thing that happened. We had a really great realtor and you know the transaction was really smooth but move-in day was um, a bit crazy we were completely ready with all of our stuff and so uh, but we just weren't paying attention to our little our little toddlers <laughs> as we were and you didn't think they would put a skateboard, skateboard down the laundry chute yeah. I thought when you first started telling it, I thought they were gonna. One of them went down the laundry chute. Oh well, they could probably they have fit. No. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but yes, if if the laundry chute would have been a hair bigger, they would have fit, and I'm absolutely certain they would have experimented with that as yeah. well. So no, it was. I actually think I've seen laundry chutes that are bigger than ours was, but ours was maybe like twelve feet by twelve feet, okay. like you know, going down. So anyway, not that big and. Um, I will say the laundry chute was really amazing for having a laundry room downstairs, but you know, as I've gotten older, I'm always an advocate for the laundry room being located directly outside of whatever bedroom I'm sleeping in. Right, <laughs> so. and hasn't it, it's fun yeah. to see how homes have evolved, like in layouts, you yes. know, in <clears throat> older homes, the basement's always where the, the laundry, laundry is mm -hmm. it's just the way it is and then I don't know we got to a point where we were like why is the laundry in the basement I have to haul it all the way down there to haul sure. it away way up now and then it moved to it moved to upstairs yep. and then it like most people it's maybe like in a laundry area or like by the garage and now it's even it's attached to the mass the the master bedroom or, or the close, primary yeah. bedroom or whatever we're calling it these days. Sorry. The only trend I don't really fully understand are laundry rooms that you have to walk through the kitchen to get to. Like you're hauling all your dirty clothes through the kitchen. It's true. The I have had, I've sold a couple houses where the laundry room was in the kitchen. And one in particular, she told me when they bought the house, she, she that's the one thing she was like, I don't like this. Why is the, mm -hmm. there was a big closet right off of the kitchen, like basically off the dining area. And then she realized she loved it once she lived in the house because she like folded clothes on the kitchen table. She was like, now I'm like, I kind of like it <laughs> like this. Yeah. yeah. And then I was yeah, like, I well, for some people, they might just have clothes on their kitchen table all the all time. The time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the advantage of having it near your master is that or or near your kids, one or the other, right, where you can just it's so much easier to get laundry done. Like just being able to throw your clothes right into the washing machine or, you know, when it's downstairs, it's sort of out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. you know? And then it, I just remember when my kids were growing up, I, and I didn't have like a counter space. So, um, you know, I'd have to do it and then haul it upstairs and fold it and put it away and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I am appreciative for all the builders that are making laundry rooms a little more convenient yes i look on pinterest all the time at laundry rooms they have yes. some gorgeous they're like ideas. a decor it is centerpiece i mean now. if i did laundry <laughs> i would love it but yeah. my husband does I the laundry at my house you. so i don't even know how to do it no just kidding <laughs> That's funny. i do have i when we moved in our house that we have now um the washer and dryer came with it and we lived there for a few months and i had to wash something and my sisters were there mm -hmm. and i went to go wash whatever it was and I grabbed the little pod thing and I was like uh okay <laughs> and I walked out to the living room and I was like do I just like throw this in in with the clothes or like where does it go and they were like are you kidding me right now I'm like <laughs> yes. I wish I was yeah I was like Brian does the laundry that's really awesome you know my husband we both do the laundry the only thing I'll say is that um 
we've had to build like drying not drying racks necessarily but ways to dry clothes because yes. most of my clothes i like Mine to too. dry yeah like air dry yeah. well and that's why i appreciate that he does it because i like to do things quickly um, and, and so I would, oh yeah, he yeah. dries, he lays it all out to dry. I probably would get like it, whatever, and just throw it in the dryer, dryer because I would just want it done. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, he's very, he's very good about that. That's great. My, my husband came to learn. He was like, okay, what clothes? <laughs> and he, now there's sometimes where he's like, I just waited to wash your clothes till the very end till you were home and could tell me what needs to be dried. I didn't know which one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm kind of the type of person that like preheats the oven and puts the food in while it's preheating. Yeah. I kind of do that sometimes too. I'm just like, Impa- like put I'm a couple gonna... extra minutes on it. Well, too. And he's like, can you just do. wait till it's preheated? <laughs> and then you cook it for the right amount. I'm like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like to hurry things along. <laughs> Yeah, get it Whoever's done. The well, too, it, you get it off your brain yeah. by putting it in the oven, right? Because you got other things to do. I can yeah. completely relate. Well, tell us about your first first home okay. purchase. Okay. Well, it's kind of weird because a lot of it I don't really remember, um, but I didn't have a lot of options. So I mm-hmm. moved to Cheyenne in 2004, and it was right around then that I bought my first house. I think I bought it in 2004, um, and. I was fresh out of college, so I didn't qualify for a lot. My first house was $74,000. Wow, you don't even see homes at that price point nope. anymore. <clears throat> um, it was a townhome over on Dean Paul off of Del Range and Ridge Road. An adorable little townhouse. And I think I was just, I, I mean, the whole, I didn't get to look at a lot of houses because there wasn't very much that I could sure. afford that was actually like in okay condition. I but did interest have rates to, were good during yeah, that time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I did have to do some work to it. Like I put in new carpet and I painted, but I think that's like one of the things that's the most fun for a homeowner is when you finally get your own home and you're like, I can do whatever I want. I to can this paint house. the walls. <laughs> well, let me tell you when you were 22 years old, your choices in decor and paint is not Different. the same. <laughs> As I would choose now. It's an expression of freedom. I had (laughs) a hot pink bathroom. I painted the trim hot pink. I painted the walls baby pink. I mean, painted the trim. And now I go in houses and people painted the trim, and I'm like, ah. I mean, other than white, I'm like, oh gosh, it's going to have to be replaced. Like, how did they paint over my hot pink trim? So you sold it with the hot pink trim? Yeah. Okay. I did. Um, I painted my cabinets in my kitchen like a mustard yellow. And then I had a stripe of yellow on the wall. I mean, I was very bold in my choices. Good for you, though. But um, I was just excited. I was like, I can paint whatever I want. That's whatever what I color I want. Hear, like when people move out an apartment yeah. into a house, like, I get to paint the walls. Yeah, yeah. I can. Well, so how was your mom? And with now your it's color funny because my my house is completely white now. Like there's no I walls know. painted. There are literally <laughs> it is white, I'm ceiling white, too. white, white, white. Mine too. And I occasionally will be like, I should get like an accent wall or I should paint this room. And then I'm just like, Mm-mm. I just like white. I just now, I don't know. Maybe I overdid it with the pink and the yellow. You got your fill um, in. Yeah. Funny story about that though. I did, um, once I met my husband and we both owned a house. So we sold the townhouse that I owned and moved into the one that he owned. Um, and then it was a few years later, my mom and Corey bought my townhouse. It became, it was for oh. sale again, and they bought it. 
Oh, so were they the ones stripping that pink? Yeah, probably. <laughs> because I did go back over and visit it. Mm-hmm. Because it was like a special place. Brian proposed to me in that oh, house. Yeah. And we were like, we need to go back and see it. Oh. And you know how it's so funny how you buy, you have a home and then if you upgrade or move up, then you go back to that house yes. and you're like, how is it so little? Like, I don't yes. remember it being this little. Yes. But you know what? There's something to be said for that, too. Like, one of the things I do whenever I go back to Gillette, my hometown, is, um, and even when we were living there, I would say once every few years, we would drive back through some of the places that we lived when we were first dating or we Mm -hmm. first had our kids, and you kind of reflect on how far you've come, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of the leaps you made, and you think, oh my God, how did I live there? I would love, love to go back in my house that I grew up in. Sure. Um, I mean, we've obviously driven by it. I've I've told people I, some of the neighbors that I had um, growing up still live there. One, her parents still live next door and she sent me pictures of our backyard and it was like weeds up to here and we had a basketball court and all this stuff. She's like, look at your backyard. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to go see that house. Well, I want, we should get a guest on here who has bought their family their home. home. What so, if they moved away and then came back and their home was for sale? Because I, I know there's a lot of people out there who have said, if my home came for sale again or my family home, I want it. My husband's one of yes. them. He has a home here in Cheyenne. It's sentimental. His dad passed away and they sold that house. And he has said before, like, wouldn't that be cool if we could buy that? Well, I don't know if I'd want to buy it because I wouldn't want to live in it because mm-hmm. I like where I live. But I definitely would be going to walk, to walk through, through it. it. Uh-huh. My son Joshua has said the same thing. He's like, Mom, if our, you know, if that house over on Paddock ever comes for sale again, I want to buy it. But I want to tell you a quick story. I think it was about a year, year and a half ago, um, I had gotten a lead on a, a woman that wanted to take a look at a house over on um, – I don't remember the exact street name, but it's over in the area of like Bent okay. uh, in downtown Cheyenne. Anyway, um, so I meet with this woman. She just wants to take a look at the house. It's under contract. And I had t- tried to get a hold of the realtor to talk about it to kind of see how the process was going, if they yeah. were interested in a backup offer. And I hadn't been able to reach in yet. And so I show up. Well, she has her two siblings with her. There's three of them. They're all in like their, I don't know. 50s and 60s their parents you know had um since passed and uh they desperately wanted to purchase this home and i let them in and we walked around and it was the most moving uh experience to be a part of because so many parts of this you know those the house that built me yes that that were still the same so they were going through I was just I was and remembering I, what yes, room like, was theirs. Dad, and... I da- our dad built this, and oh yeah. my god, can you believe this is still here? And we and it was one of those homes that had sort of this little winding staircase up to the top yeah. attic, and so th- I followed them up there, and they were I mean every they were talking about a little dent in the wall or you know um, a thing that their dad built in the kitchen, and they were just and they were like we want this house, and I got a hold of the realtor, and he's like no like this is under contract I'm not doing anything with this it's sold essentially and I was just I said to them I'm like and I said to him I'm like if, if anything changes you know please give me a call because the this set of siblings would love to have this house and nothing ever came of it and I felt so bad for them because they were they clearly were a happy family together they clearly loved their parents and they yeah and the woman said to me she goes I didn't see this come on the market till just 
yesterday. I had no idea if I had known. And I'm like, I wish you would have reached out. You know, all you got to do is reach out to one realtor and say, this is a long shot. This may never if this come for house sale, ever comes up for sale. And yes. I'm telling you, there could be times where you find the house and you go call them and are you yes. a real realtor could reach out, out to, to them and them say, say, are you looking to sell? And maybe they are, or maybe, yeah. or even to say, whenever you're when you ready, are ready to sell, call mm -hmm. me and I've got a potential client to mm -hmm. purchase this home because it's their childhood home. Yeah. So my, my grandma, um, who just passed away this last year and she was 103, she lived in the same house from the day she moved to Cheyenne until the day she died. Wow. So my dad grew up in that house and I always have thought it's, it's gotta be kind of cool to have all those memories there Yeah. and be able to go in her house and think like, I, I mean, I don't know how they all fit in that house because it was, it's small and the, he had eight siblings and I know oh they weren't gosh. all there at one at time because they were spread mm -hmm. out. But, um, yeah, I want to have someone on here who still lives in their their in their childhood home. home or maybe they purchased it later that would be a lot of fun yeah. to hear that story of you know yeah that you lived your your parents i think times have changed a little bit i they think have. in the older generations of maybe that the, was more common yeah in the silent generation or boomer generation yeah they lived in the same home their entire lives well but and it's even also our like the same job their entire life even our know? story with christina mm -hmm. that came out today um she talked about buying her first home and she's still in that first home. I even think that's unique. Unusual. Most yes. people are not staying put in the first home they buy, yep. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with either way. Yep. Um, it's just your personal preference, but most people are buy a home and then live in it for a few years and then upgrade so or five to seven. Up, yeah. Or up, you know, seven. and I think the young, I do think this younger generation moves more. Yes. Well, I think even for myself. Well, they I switch jobs more. more. They do yeah. all of that. Yes. More. You're right. They're not as... You don't get a job and work in it for 30 years. years. Yeah. If you don't like it, you go find a different job. <laughs> Which is a healthy mindset. It is. Right? Like, if you're not happy somewhere... But I do think out of those generations can't... I mean, you're talking about the Great Depression for the silent generation, right? So you've got people that you hang on to what you have, especially if it's paid off, and you, you, you stay with that job because it's stable, and you stay in that home because you know you can take care of it and that's mm -hmm. just taking risks maybe wasn't as much of a, mm -hmm. a thing back then but for sure now everybody's moving a lot more often and I've thought about that a little bit because we've lived in a few different homes raising our kids and I've often wondered you know do they wish they could go back to their childhood home but then I think to myself like you even see in movies where people have people that are in their 30s go back home and their bedroom still looks the same as when they were 15 years old and I could not imagine my Just kids not leaving changing it. <laughs> not changing their I bedrooms I went to I was literally leaving for college and my mom was like pack your stuff up it's yeah. time to go. And yes. I just drug my feet and drug my feet. And she just put stuff in bags and was like, you're moving out. Yes. I'm pretty sure my room, if they still lived in that house, it would not be the, the same. same room. But you. She'd be like, we repurposed your room. It's now an office or, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I The image I it's have. It's the in... grandkids' room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The image I have in my head is the movie Sweet Home Alabama where she goes back home and they it's a little mobile home or yeah. whatever. And she's in the back room peeling metals and you know, uh, ribbons off the wall, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason, I don't even know why when, you know, her in-laws show up and I think, holy cow, you're, you know, that, but that, I think that was the thing is mm -hmm. that you, 
your bedroom stayed the same and you when you went home there it was and mm-hmm. um yeah or the <laughs> or the the scene in friends where ross goes wow i'm in rachel green's room <laughs> yeah <laughs> <worry>. exactly <laughs> but yeah i think times have changed and um you know we mo- we've moved on a little bit so mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't think that i would want to live in my childhood home but i think that's because i'm happy where i am so yeah but and if I, I wonder... could pick it up and move it, I don't know. I just want to go walk through it. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's some sentimental value, I'm guessing. And for clearly for these three siblings, I think the plan was for one of them to live in the home and then the other two were going to come and visit. And I, it makes me think a little bit about sort of the cycle in your life. Like you leave home and you go accomplish all these things, right? You get married and have kids and grandkids and you have careers and you travel wherever it is that you go and you do all these things. But then in your final years of life, and I I don't know if I read this somewhere, I heard this somewhere that like if you walk through a nursing home and you got people um, there that are in their 80s and 90s, uh, that what nurses report is that so many of them just want their parents, right? In their final days. You go back to... to your childhood. You go yeah. back you to your childhood. You want your mom or you your want dad. Your mom yeah. or your dad. And it, it, I almost wonder as, as we get older and we start to really reflect on our childhoods and, which you know, is Which is interesting because it's such a small part of our, our lives. lives. <laughs> but so impactful, but, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, your brain is still developing and it just leaves mm-hmm. quite a mark, I'm sure. But that's what it makes me think of is that um, as we get older, we kind of reflect a whole lot more on those early relationships and that time with our mom and our dad and our siblings and mm-hmm. it's the thing I always tell my kids and even as um Jerry was talking a little bit when he was explaining how he was talking about how he's explaining to kids that um you know your your social circle you might not be friends with the same people in two years or whatever the case is but kids in high school every relationship they have at home are long-term relationships so it makes sense that they think that their friends are also going to be those long-term relationships. And I say to my kids all the time, I said it to them in high school, and I don't think they believed me, although it's starting to come (laughs) around now, that no matter what, and my my two sons are brothers, and they haven't always gotten along, and I always say to them, I know that your friends are your priority, but your brother is who's going to be with you till the end of your life. And guess what? You're going to have to work with your brother when me and your dad – you know, get older <laughs> and when we die. You're going to have to fight over who's changing <laughs> whose diaper. That's right. That's you're going right. to have to paper, rock, scissors. You and can't so, be like <laughs> fighting. Yes. And so that's the relationship that's going to stick, whether that's completely your choice or not. You know, your friends are going to come and go, but as time goes on, it really comes down to the people that are consistently in your life. And oftentimes that's your siblings, that's your family. And um, that's just not something that's going away. So it kind of makes sense to me that everybody has that nostalgia for their childhood home. Mm-hmm. You know, I would definitely love to walk through mine. You know, I'll probably never have that opportunity. Um, but uh, where is your childhood home? So my childhood home is a mobile home in, that's still sitting in is Gillette. It? Okay. Yeah, it's still there. My mother bought it brand new when we first moved into it. But I mean, God, that would have been like 40 years ago. And that trailer's still sitting. It looks drastically different <laughs> than it did back then, but it's still sitting in, the, in, in, she moved it a couple of times, but it's final resting home. It's been there for, I don't know, 30, 30 plus years. It's sat there. Oh, wow. It's one of the places I drive by when I mm-hmm. go look and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> who'd have thought that, you know, 10 year old Rhea that lived in this home would 
you know, do all the things that she's done. Pre- you know, yeah. well, and even I was born in Laramie, and my parents were in that. school there. Yeah. Yes, and I love Laramie. That's why I have a Laramie license plate. I mean, I went to school there and I lived there, but I was oh. born there. I did live there for a little bit um, when I was a baby. But even the place that my parents rented, yeah, I we've driven past that's that, that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's like fun. where I came home from the hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, oh. I think there's just like that reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it still comes back even to what we're doing here on this podcast when we're, th- when we're sharing everybody's story of how they're pursuing their goals, because it, it means growth and it means, you know, just like Jerry talked about today, that fulfillment in your life, you know, the pursuing what it is that's going to make you happy and giving your gift to the world. And, it's always important to look back on how far you've come. And I think that's why we all do it. We all drive by those childhood homes and go, remember when we did this or mm-hmm. that? And, and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe how far we've come. And um, yeah, so it's a good experience for sure. Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, if you have a story like that or you know someone and we would love to have them on our show. Yes. Um, I haven't mentioned this very often, but we do have an email address beyond the front door at cell cheyenne s-e-l-l cheyenne.com so you can always email us there or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms yep and of course if you're interested in purchasing real estate or selling real estate or you just want to keep your eyes open for something please reach out yeah tell us where your family home is and we'll see what we can do (laughs) just like your mom with the home that uh, yeah i'm gonna go knock on that door door. (laughs) i just need the check yeah just be careful if you put it out into the universe then it just might happen so Mm -hmm. anyway thanks so much you know what's funny is that house she drove by it recently and sent me pictures. Oh, she I did. knew what house it was. Yeah, yeah. But she went to our cabin and then she sent me it, and I was like, "Well, mm, she keeps putting it I'll out have there. To share it. Yeah, yeah you keep putting it out there. Happen. It'll happen. It'll exactly. Happen. Yep. Exactly. What you bring about, about what, what you, you drink, what you think about, about you bring, bring about. about. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get her a sign that says we that. We do. Put it in that's her, her office. That's her, her motto. motto. It is. It is. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Um, we look forward to more amazing stories yep thanks for joining us thank you this episode of beyond the front door is brought to you by peak properties in cheyenne wyoming with over 75 years of combined experience in real estate it's our goal to help clients buy and sell and save by providing the information you want and the professional services you expect. Let us help you with your residential, commercial, HUD, income-producing properties, as well as vacant land and rental needs. To learn more, visit www.sellcheyenne.com.